Albert Einstein, Richard Branson, Bill Gates, John F. Kennedy, Tony Robbins, Michael Phelps, Will Smith. That sounds like a list of highly successful titans in a variety of industries. What else do they have in common? Well, they all have ADHD, but you don't hear much about that, do you? You know what you hear even less about? The successful women navigating ADHD. And that's exactly why I started this podcast, ADHD for Smartass Women. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka. I'm an attorney, not a doctor, a lifelong student, not a coach. I'm also the creator of Cortography, a patent pending system that helps people like you figure out what they should do with their life. And we're here today to talk ADHD, your superpowers, your symptoms, your workarounds, and how you proudly stand out instead of trying to fit in. I credit my ADHD for some of my greatest superpowers. And you know what? I spy a happier life for you too. So without further ado, a shiny new episode is starting now. Hello, I am Tracy Otsuka. Welcome to episode 57 of ADHD for Smartass Women. In this episode, I am going to introduce you to my friend, Sandra Santorino. Sandra is the founder of Real Women Go Live, where her mission is to help inspire, share, and connect real women to the power of their voice through audio and video. And Sandra is one of our own. She is newly diagnosed, diagnosed in midlife. And so I wanted to talk to a real woman, pun intended, actually, I don't think that's even a pun, (laughs) about her journey with ADHD. And just for background, I met Sandra online three years ago in a mastermind for online women entrepreneurs. And she is a huge reason why this podcast and Facebook group even exist. You know, I had this death grip fear of live video. No problem with public speaking, but live video, not knowing who was out there, not being able to see their faces, I just completely freaked myself out about it. And I saw how much fun Sandra had with live video and how confident and fearless she was. So I hired her to help me get over my live video phobia and make it fun. And guess what? She did. So I am convinced that had I not met Sandra, I would have never been comfortable enough to start our Facebook group or this podcast. Anyway, since then, we've met on both coasts several times. Our husbands have met. Sandra has met my daughter several times. So today, I consider Sandra to be among my closest friends. So welcome, Sandra. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I'm so humbled and touched with with all your sweet words. I am just... um, I'm overjoyed to be here today. So thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way. And Sandra and I have been having all these tech difficulties, which is hilarious because she's like the tech queen. But Zencaster, which is what I normally record on, it's literally dropped her, I think we've three or four times. So we are now on Zoom. And what just dawned on me, Sandra, is that we are not going to be able to record separate audio tracks. So that means I'm going to have to really focus and not talk over you. So keep me to that. <laughs> All right. Sounds, did you say the word focus? Oh, God. <laughs> you had really? to use that word, Tracy. Okay. So Sandra, let's talk about ADHD. When were you diagnosed? Can you give me the story? All right. So I believe in signs, Tracy, and this is so cool that I'm on episode 57 
because damn, on October 8th, 2019, when I was just 57, it's kind of old, but not really, I was diagnosed. So there's a sign there. I should probably be playing the lottery. Number 57. <laughs> 57. Damn. That's, that's when I was diagnosed. Can you believe that? Yeah. And so what made you seek a diagnosis? What was, what was going on with you? So what had happened, Tracy, was I lived, you know, this entrepreneurial life, I called it, for probably 20 years, doing everything from running a nonprofit foundation to a B Corp, um, bringing together people in a movement, and then starting this Real Women Go Live business, I called it. And, you know, I always thought that I had to do what all the gurus told me to do. And, you know, this is the way to do things. And it stressed me out. You know, you know me, you know, I have a lot of energy, you know, I don't give up. But it got to the point, Tracy, where one day, you know, all my calendars, because I'm addicted to those, that's another whole episode. You know, I thought I had Alzheimer's. I said to my husband, damn, I can't even get these calendars straight. Like, what the hell? My energy was not controlled. Obviously, it wasn't my whole entire life, but it kind of came to the point where I just felt in my heart, I'm going to go talk to a professional. I had been in your group. I had been following your podcast. You know, after being in your group for a while, I was scratching my head going, mm, maybe I have ADHD. I'm pretty sure I do. You know, when you Google and you, you just know it. But I kind of was not really a skeptic going in and seeking professional help, but I knew that when that day happened, damn, I was going to be facing this and be all in on ADHD and then just take it from there. So I really had a tough time focusing. You know, it just got to the point where I was always moving on to the next thing. And I just kind of came to a realization that, you know what, I bet it could be better than this. So I'm just going to go get checked out. And that was it. And so you were diagnosed. I was. It was funny because you had been telling me, I know that you had put like a test in your group and, and we had been chatting about it and I didn't know what to expect. In fact, I was a tad bit nervous going in and, you know, I have no problem talking and chatting up, you know, whoever. And so I sat on the couch and my psychologist looked at me and just kind of asked me a few questions. And of course, I didn't stop. I think it was like 15 minutes. I went from my sixth grade report card to my present life. And, and I was watching her body language, like kind of saying like, ah, I'm pretty sure she has ADHD. And when I was done, I finally came up for air. I needed, I needed to breathe. I couldn't stop. I said, okay, so what's the next step? Are you going to send me home with a quiz for my husband? And she leaned back and just kind of laughed and said, uh, no, your husband doesn't need a quiz. You have ADHD. <laughs> and, and that was it right there. Well, the big joke is that I always say to my friends, you better be careful if you're around me, because if I like you, I'm telling you, you're on the ADHD spectrum somewhere. And that's how I think we were connected, right? Through our energy. And, and you kind of picked me off as, oh, she's probably one of us. And so, you know, even over the years, Tracy, one friend, I can remember like five years ago, she was over my house for like a sleepover, real close friend of mine. She actually has a background in in sociology. So I think she sort of thinks she can fix everyone and help everyone. Really wonderful lady. But she randomly stopped me because I was talking way faster than I am now, if you can figure that out. And she's like, San, 
you freaking have ADHD. You should go get checked. Of course, I Googled it when she left and I'm like, damn, I think she might be right. And then, of course, I went to my husband, caring, loving guy. What the hell? Who's she diagnosing? You don't have ADHD. So I kind of like just swept it away for several years. And then Tracy came into my life and that four letter ADHD came back up and back into my life, back into the picture. So that's sort of, you know, a little bit about the background. Well, it's interesting because um, what really sold me on, okay, they're right, it is ADHD. Because I think a lot of us, we get diagnosed and then we're, we're like, wait, could it, could it be something else? Is it really ADHD? But I think when I read that one of the symptoms of ADHD is obviously hyperactivity, right? But that yeah. drivenness is a form of hyperactivity because I had always thought, well, I didn't struggle in school and, you know, I've had one marriage and I've been doing everything right. I've got, you know, a bunch of degrees. And I really thought that's not ADHD. That can't be ADHD. Look how driven and focused I am and how when I want something, I just go for it. Right. But drivenness is a form of hyperactivity. And that's what I saw in you. I mean, I want to tell the, <laughs> the listeners that like we would meet for this mastermind that we were in and you would get an idea from the mastermind and you would literally have it all flushed out and done the next day. Not only would you have the sales page built, but you'd have the email sequence <laughs> and the website. I mean, it was insane. And on one hand, you would look at that and say, oh, well, that possibly can't be ADHD. And part of me didn't think it was ADHD because you were so focused on what it was that you wanted to get done and you would get it done so fast. But the thing is, that was in your area of hyper-focus. That is what you love to do and you sure. were so good at it. So yep. that's exactly what you were doing. And 100%. And that stuff is fun. We can go into later, but I finally, after being diagnosed, found out the shit that I don't like. And I was doing it for a long time. I'm like, what the hell, Sandra? Like, what were you doing all that for? So you're right. I was driven because of fun. I throw myself 100% all in on what I freaking love and believe in. And if it involves helping others, there goes another little factor, right? I'm all in. Oh my mm -hmm. gosh, I want to help. I can do this. And you're 100% right. And it's funny, Tracy, because you know you were attracted to me. I was attracted to you. But when I'm at networking events, and I can remember some way, in, way, way in the past, like even 10 years ago here in Connecticut, and I'm not bragging. This is just strange. And it's kind of fitting together in this ADHD puzzle of mine. I remember women, strangers, coming up to me from across the room. Again, we were all networking, talking, and I was maybe talking one-on-one -on -one with a lady, probably trying to help her <laughs> connect her Instagram account. Who knows? And I can remember women from that specific event coming over to me, strangers saying, oh my gosh, I could feel your energy from across the room. And I'm like, and I'm driving home from the event. I'm like, that's kind of cool. I have energy and people felt it, but not knowing, damn, I had ADHD and that's what they saw. So um, yeah, energy is like a whole new thing now, I believe. Well, and I do think that that is definitely when we're hyperactive, when we have ADHD and we're not inattentive, although we're, we're, most of us are combined type. I mean, honestly, I don't think I've ever met someone that was just purely hyperactive. But if you have the hyperactivity, you're right. If it's channeled in the right direction, that energy is addicting to other people. I get that comment all the time. I love your energy. And I never knew what that meant. But 
that's a real positive. Yeah. And you know what? You said the key word and my daughter, Steph, who's 30, she might have ADHD too. That's another thing. I have a daughter with OCD. I blame my dad for my ADHD. He's turning 90 next week and he does not stop. So God bless him. I'm taking it as a positive. But you said channeled energy, Tracy, and that is what I did not have for those 20 years of that entrepreneurial path I was on. You know, I could succeed and and I ran a nonprofit foundation rather for 12 years and did all these other things. And the last being, you know, the Real Woman Go Live thing. And all of those things were successful, but I was never able to make them like 100% successful. Does that even make sense? Like I, I always struggled with, the business thing. Like everything has to be a business. And that is the part. Now that I look back, I'm like, I freaking hate the business part. I hate math. I hate books, doing the books. I hate numbers. I hate Facebook ads. I'm putting that out into the universe. And all that stuff that I hated, I kind of almost forced my energy and my talents into that 20 years when I didn't even like that. And since I was diagnosed, that whole entire picture has changed. Okay, we're going to go into more of that a little bit later. But I think the next natural question that I'm thinking is, okay, just so that our our audience can get more of a sense for who you are, because I don't know, I always, that's my thing. Like, I want to know who people are, you know, why they do what they do. So now that you're diagnosed and you have the benefit of hindsight, What are some of the symptoms that you always wondered about when you were younger or even, you know, as an adult, you wondered about them, but now you recognize them as, oh my gosh, that was ADHD. Probably not following through and like finishing something a hundred percent. I know I tell people like, you can't be perfect, just do it. But I was seriously missing some like key components and we all can't be good at everything. And that's what my struggle was, that I was using all my superpowers or talents, but I was missing all that other stuff. And that frustrated me. You know, at like a tax time, my husband would come up to me and be like, do you have the taxes, blah, blah, blah. And we'd have the money discussion. That's like <laughs> scary to me. And, and I was making money, but he would randomly just kind of blurt out like, is this a business or a hobby? And I was like petrified. I'm like, I freaking love what I do. It's a business, honey. And then this year, this is going to happen. I'm going to write all these courses and people are going to work with me one-on-one and this is going to happen. And and I kind of disappointed myself because when the going got tough in all those areas that I suck at, I'm just putting it out there, I kind of ran or stopped or froze or just went on to the next big thing, right? Mm -hmm. At one point, Tracy, when we were in that mastermind together, someone said to me like, I'm on your website, Sandra. What the hell do you do? They kind of said it that way. And I just, I hung up the call and I was in tears going, oh my God, like, how do they not know what I do? (laughs) Um, I don't think I knew what I did. That's probably the problem back then with all the distraction and, you know, just trying to feel like I had to do it all. Everything had to be a business. And, And that drastically changed over the past couple of months. So when you were younger, Can you now look back and say, oh, yeah, I always wondered about that, but that was ADHD? Oh, 100%. So let's go back to the sixth grade, Adam's school, Sandra's report card. I have it from Mrs. Leonard. Sandra is well-liked by her classmates. She is a leader. She is this. She is that. And I'm like reading it like, oh, I'm going to get money for this report card. But 
Sandra tends to be chatty, disrupt the class, sometimes controlling, is weak in comprehension. I hated comprehension. You know, all these little things that were happening back then. And then moving up that ladder, right? Junior high, I was in an AP program. I was in this gifted program that my brothers sort of forced me into. Did really well. Not a lot of struggles. Still hated math. Always hated math for some reason. Got through high school. You know, in fact, I hated reading so much. This is just really funny, I have to tell you. I was so jealous of friends that could like, my friend Patty could sit down and read a book that was like 600 pages. I couldn't focus and concentrate. And now I know why. But I literally, I'm bragging, but this is pretty bad. In seventh grade at Central Junior High in Mr. Moffitt's class, I freaking made up a book and an author and creatively delivered a book report and got an A on it. (laughs) I don't think you ever knew that, Tracy Atsuka. And so he- Wait, did Mr. Moffat, like, that was cheating, right? <laughs> he had no clue. He just gave me an A. I don't even think, you know, he's not going to look to see if I'm plagiarizing or whatever. But I'm looking back on it now, you know, sitting on my psychologist's couch going, let's go back to school, you know, always feeling like I had to keep up with everyone else that read these books and gave. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm making up my own book report. My friends to this day are just like, I can't believe you got away with that. But it's damn pretty creative that you came up with that. <laughs> Well, and I'm sure you learned much more doing that, to be honest, right, than reading someone else's book. I I think it's hilarious. And and so then after school, there was college, right, that big word that still kind of makes me feel a little inferior, not good enough, you know, stupid, whatever you want to call it. My brothers graduated from BC. They're six, five and six years older than me. Again, I felt pressure. Do I have to go to college? Do I have to be like them? Am I going to disappoint my parents? Can I even do this because of my focus? And I hated taking tests. I hated taking the SATs. So I did something that was really tough. And all my friends were going off to these prestigious schools. I just said, I'm not going to college. I took a year off. I worked. I went to hairdressing school. To this day, everyone's like, are you freaking serious? Like, what's up with that? I look at it as a sign, Tracy, because when I worked in that little shop with all the old ladies' hair that I was teasing, I met my husband. He was friends with the guy that owned the shop, and he came into the shop one day, and I used to cut his hair. So I said to my kids, you know, I'll never regret making that decision about the schooling. I'm not going to look back and beat myself up. Now I know it was all ADHD-related, but damn, if I wasn't a hairdresser, girls, you would not be my daughters. So we kind of joke about that. So I do not have a college education and I look back and I know like all these ADHD things were running through my blood and that is what stopped me. You know, that that's a hundred percent what stopped me. Two things. So first of all, my understanding is you met your husband and then you quit, right? You were like, okay, I, I did quit. I'm like, <laughs> I was on to the next thing. I'm like, yeah, okay. And, and uh, number two, You are one of the smartest people that I know. I mean, if there is any tech issue whatsoever, I give it to you and you literally have it done in two seconds. I I, Just the way your brain works on the things that you love, you're brilliant. And what is so upsetting to me is how the school system works. So the higher up you get, 
people with ADHD, they get better and better grades. So, you know, by the time they're working on their doctorates, their masters, they're the ones that are, you know, graduating magna cum laude, pseudo, what is it? Sumo? Cum, no, sumo. Not, yeah. Sumo. Like the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> sumo cum laude. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, because we are finally doing those things that we're really interested in working on and learning about. Yeah. And then it's funny because I've talked to my psychologist and psychiatrist about all these career paths. And I, I seriously, Tracy, from, from my childhood all the way up, I had blinders on. Like I thought ADHD were just the kids that did spitballs in the back room and they were <laughs> hyper running around. Like yeah. I had no idea what it was until I met you. Seriously. My friend Deb mentioned it, but it's funny because after the hairdressing, I did quit. But everything I did that after that, they're really stepping stones to where I am today. And I'm so proud of myself and, and humbled by everything I've done. But so check this out. So I was a stay-at-home mom. And of course, I gained a ton of weight. And so I joined Weight Watchers. But that wasn't enough for Sandra. I was recognized by my Weight Watcher leader. And she's like, you need to be a leader at Weight Watchers. So I was a leader at Weight Watchers. I didn't know Oprah back then. But I led meetings and inspired and helped people to lose weight. Because I was one of them. That's the only way you become a leader. You had to be a right. member at one point. And I did it for 10 years part-time while my kids were in school. I don't know if you even know this. And I loved it. I could like bring props into the meeting and teach the lessons and celebrate with gold stars. We can talk about that after. But I loved it. It was more of my creativity, right? I had no idea that that was a calling, you know, to lead. And then what happened after Weight Watchers? My dear friend that read the 600-page book, she called me one day and she's like, Sandra, I have cancer. And I was just blown away, Tracy. I'm like, oh my God. Like after I hung up, I cried. My daughters were 10 and 6. They're now 30 and 26. And I was a young mother at the time. I used to make fleece jackets and hats and all that stuff, right? And um, the girls and I just kind of teamed up and we were like, we want to do something special for Patty. And, you know, Patty came to me with this problem. I guess entrepreneurs solve problems. I didn't know I was one, but I was. She said, Sandra, I have hair loss. I would rather throw up from these drugs than lose my hair and feel like I have no self-esteem. So that killed me. I was just like, oh my God, here we are worrying about how pretty our hair looks and what kind of barrettes we're going to put in. And she has no freaking hair. So we rolled our sleeves up. We created this thing called a cure chief, like C-U-R-E for cancer. And again, Sandra goes all in. It's not just a small little gesture. It turns into a 12-year mission to make these head coverings to people with cancer all around the world. And again, there goes my energy, right? And my creativity and helping someone. I wanted to solve her problem. And my daughters and I are just like, let's send her this. And it started with a kind gesture, but in my mind, it had to be beyond that, right? When we saw the smile she had, and then she kind of dared me, you know, you need to call Dana Farber. There are other people like me that could use this. And this, I think you're on to something. So again, driving home from Dana Farber when we delivered a bunch, I had the business in my head, like, this is going to be a business. You know, we'll probably be on Ellen someday, and this has to be that. And you know what, Tracy? Because of ADHD and the overachieving and the hyper and the drivenness, like, everything had to be bigger. And damn, now I'm looking back on, I did perfectly fine. <laughs> it never had to be big, or, or we never had to be famous. 
We just needed to keep doing what we were doing. Well, and and the reality of it too, Sandra, is you did so much more than someone else would have done in your situation. And that seems to be the pattern, right? Yeah. Yet in our minds, we're thinking, oh, well, it's not enough. It's not enough because, you know, I don't know, Ellen and Oprah aren't talking about us. Yep. But the reality of it is it is so much more than your average neurotypical brained person (laughs) or they would take it. Yeah. And I think the thing was, was I always thought it had to be big and it had to be a business and had to be this huge thing. You know, even the gurus and all the people that we talk to in meetups or whatever, they're all like, you know, the coaches quote, go big, Sandra, like stop playing small. I ate that all up, Tracy. And I would watch people on Instagram, you know, selling their courses and doing this and that. And I was like, damn, I have energy. I have talent. I can do this. And then, you know, right before the diagnosis, I just went, F this. I I can't do this. This is killing me that there's some type of block here. I just can't do this anymore. I need to go get help. Okay. So you went and got help. You were diagnosed. How did you take the diagnoses when you found out? I seriously wanted to like go dance in the street and let balloons up in the air. Like I was, I felt relieved. I felt free. And I drew this... I drew something. I've been doodling a lot. I think I put it in your, um, your Facebook group. I pictured like driving home from that appointment, like a jail cell with a lock on it. And the door literally just opened and I stepped out. And, and this sounds corny, but it was like a whole new world. Like on the Wizard of Oz, when it goes into color and she's like close to Oz, I'm like, holy crap. Like, I am blessed to have ADHD and understand how my brain works now. Like, this is a whole new world now. This is a whole new vision. And I feel free. I really felt free. That, that's the word that describes it. Oh, that makes me smile. How about your family? How did they take the diagnoses? Family was all supportive. My husband's happy because I clean the house more. I get shit done. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. It's funny because... We talk all the time and I tell them now that I'm on this medication, you know, you're with me. My husband's with me all the time, but my daughter's moved out. But we talk every single day. I talk to my mom every day and I'm like, I ask that you guys kind of pick me off and stop me in my tracks. If you see me being ADHD, like I want to know. So they'll stop me like Allie in a conversation. I interrupted a couple of times. Maybe my meds were wearing off and she's like, mom come on, let's get back into the conversation. I was just telling you about such and such. And so we laugh about it, but I'm like, damn, like I'm not perfect every day. And they'll pick things off and I want to hear, you know, about the things that they observe. But I also want them to celebrate the wins with me. And like my husband last week gave me this project. I'm on his team for Toastmasters. And we were sitting and talking and he's like, Sandra, you know, can you be the creative one, which I'm scratching my head like, wow, he's going to let me do my own thing because he's so linear and I'm so creative. And usually sometimes he poo-poos my stuff. But Uh I was like, I'm kind of picturing this project, like the yellow brick road and, you know, all the the Toastmaster speeches. And so I drew it out on a napkin and he's like, okay, by Sunday, I need this. And, you know, I want to kind of check you along the way. And I'm telling you, Tracy, celebrating the wins and having him just notice. And, and I felt like he put a gold star on my forehead. Wait, He's so like, what see? happened? So on so, Sunday, did you say, here it is? Oh my God. So it Sunday, I said, here it is. In my head, I had everything planned out. 
I did not wait until the last minute because that's the other problem that I've had for 20 years. I'm like right under the gun. Like I swear, like I want the adrenaline that, oh, I'm going live with Tracy in five minutes. So I'll get all my notes done. Like, no, I did my notes for Tracy yesterday and I kind of meditated about it and, you know, chilled out and relaxed about it. But I didn't wait until the last minute. I am definitely focused. I am calm and I have channeled energy. And I think that's shocking family and friends. Like even some of my friends on Facebook Messenger, they're like, your voice sounds calm. Like what, what's up with that? And, I, and my daughter, Steph, she says, mom, the best way that I can describe you from October to now is I feel like your energy is channeled. Like that's the best way to describe. So I keep focusing on that. I'm like, you know what? My energy is channeled. I got that project done. My family celebrated with me. I, I presented it at Toastmasters and they were all complimenting me. I kind of felt like a kid that wanted a star. And then I just made a joke. They were like, it's so creative. I said, this is how an ADHD brain does something for Toastmasters. You know, my husband has the flip chart and the, and the, and the, um, the PowerPoint. And I'm like, no, that crap's not for me. I'm doing my own thing. And so people are like, ah, oh, that's such an easy way to understand, you know, our Toastmaster thing now. So celebrating and I just ask them, you know, pick me off and stop me if you think I'm falling down back into the ADHD ways, you know, and, and they've been doing that. So. so that's so great, though, that your husband, he acknowledged you for getting that done on time. And also, you know, it seems like he really liked it as, you know, yeah. super creative and he was supportive about it. Definitely. Definitely. So that those are all really big wins and ways that, you know, since October 8th, um, my life has changed. I feel free and I'm being, you know, I'm spending more time with my family. I'm more focused on things that I really, really love, like crazy things. You know, I sent you a video of me on Smule singing a song. Oh my God. Like, I'm 58 now, damn it. I'm having fun. Like life began on October 8th. And ADHD is a damn blessing. Like people are like, oh, like, oh, diagnosis. I'm like, you know what, people watch me because my life just started at 58. And I don't want to look back and say, oh, damn, I wish I knew at 30. How come someone couldn't tell me? Well, you know what? Everything I did was a stepping stone. And I hope that my story with ADHD will inspire others that they say, you know, maybe this is me. I could go get checked and, uh, and see how my life could change. So Sandra, you are very open about your ADHD. I am. I actually, I think I made a video of the day after I was diagnosed and I said, um, FYI, attention everyone, I am free. Um, my business is pivoting. My life in 2020 is going to have a new vision. Um, I am not going to do things that I freaking hate like sell courses, stress out about agendas and times and all this live stuff, which I still love and I do, but I put too much pressure on myself because I felt like I had to compete and do it the way that everyone else did it. Mm. And doing and knowing that and having ADHD, that was like, ugh, that was doom and gloom, right? Yeah. Because it was never ending. So when I was diagnosed and this change happened and I kind of came out into this video, I'm going to share something with you that, oh, Tracy, you did know, because I think you tried to reach out and you were like, oh my God, what happened? I had a couple of dark freaking days of gloom with shit in my head, you know, that negative, stupid voice going like, what the hell are you going to do now? 
go volunteer. Wait, wait, wait. So was that right after? So you were super happy and relieved when you were first diagnosed. And then were those, I'm trying to remember, were those days where you were, yeah, because you really struggled for a few days. I think the dark days were like a couple, like I was real up going like, oh my God, I'm excited. And then all of a sudden, like I had like this come to Jesus moment. And I'm like, what the, what the hell am I going to do with my life now? Like, this is like a new thing. And I just want to reassess you know, what brings me joy. And, you know, my, and my husband, of course, he'd like spit out like, oh, you could volunteer like at whatever. And, you know, stuff that pff, I would never do in a million years, but he was just <laughs> trying to be supportive. I'm like, no, I'm not doing that. Like whatever. And, you know, I was on LinkedIn looking for volunteer opportunity. Again, I'm all in on ADHD. Where am I going to go volunteer? That took a few days. And then I just, I wouldn't call it depression, but it was just a few like darker days of like no energy. Like I felt like almost like the caterpillar just going like, just spread the wings. You got this, you know, but I was crawling along like, Ugh, what color am I going to be? Where am I going to fly? <laughs> and, um, and that, that stuff just comes out of my head. I have no idea where that came from, but those dark days, I was just kind of creeping along. And then day by day, you know, journaling and praying and talking to people. I'm like, this is a whole new world. And this, this is going to be good. I'm excited for it. So Sandra, you are among the lucky ones where medication seems to work incredibly well for you. Can you tell us what do you take and what's the difference when you're on medication versus when you're off medication? So I started with, um, my psychologist, you know, said, as well as you and other people that I talked to, like, don't get upset, Sandra, but medication might not work. Mm-hmm. Kind of just filling me in. And I said, that's fine. I never took medication my entire life. I don't even take an aspirin when I have a headache. When I had a knee operation, I got this weird reaction to Percocet. And I'm just like, no drugs. That's it. No. And, you know, I pray and meditate and I'm, I sit in silence and I walk the dog. I'm not a big exerciser, but I'm like, eh, maybe I'll be okay without it. And then I just said, you know what? what do I have to lose? I'm just going to have an open mind. So of course, all in again, research all the meds, ask people questions, like watch reviews, listen to videos. Like I read the Driven to Distraction book. I was like eating it all up, right? And I finally just felt like a strong feeling in my heart. Vivance was going to be the way to go. So when we sat with the psychiatrist, when I sat with the psychiatrist rather, she of course looked at me and said, there's the Ritalin route and there's the Adderall route. And she described, it was like a giant word. I have no idea what she called them, but they're two separate ways to stimulate, right? And so she says, I was thinking of Ritalin for you. And I kind of cringed because I just, sorry if anyone's on it, but I was like, oh my God, that's for hyper boys that like do bad things in high school. I don't know. I just got a weird feeling. And she probably read my body language and she's like, well, we can take the Adderall route, you know, la la la. And these are the kind of things that are on the Adderall route. So I mentioned Vivance and sh- we talked about that and, and the whole thing. And she says, you know what, if you're comfortable with Vivance, let's start that. So we started with 10 milligrams. I'm up to 20. I'm going to stay at 20. I was on starting November 15th. And then I think December, I upped it to the 20. I take it in the morning I feel like the height of it is like right now, you're getting on my good energy, Tracy. (laughs) And that's why we scheduled this interview at this time. I'm like, get me at the height of my energy, girl. Uh, But it it wears off like maybe around dinner time. I don't feel like it's just a slow release, which is good for me. I was sort of expecting like, 
oh my God, am I going to clean and arrange like all my kitchen drawers? And am I going to feel like I drank three Starbucks coffees? It's not that. Like I had to get that out of my head. It's sort of what Steph said. It's like your energy is is channeled mom and like you just seem so peaceful and calm and focused. And so that is what I noticed. And that is what's happening every day since then. I'm sure our listeners are thinking, that's calm. (laughs) (laughs) You can imagine how hyperactive you were before, but... (laughs) I was, yeah. You could slow me down on the slow speed on the podcast. You could just rearrange it at this point. No, but that's what I love about you because I don't get bored when you're talking because you're, you're moving so quickly. Oh, gosh. So what is your number one ADHD workaround? Or you can have, you know, one or two, whatever. I, I am a big fan of Apple everything, but since I got this iPad Pro and Apple Pencil, I have no paper on my desk. I do not have sticky notes all over the place. I don't have piles of shit. I don't have like stuff missing. Like my husband used to say like, where's this, where's that? And I have to look for it. And mm. I don't have any of that anxiety with paper. And so with the iPad and the pencil, also for my uh, creative abilities, I love to doodle. So I've been like doodling things while I meditate, finding courses to take, listening to courses on even Skillshare about ADHD, the ADD magazine, I think that you have written to have that on my iPad, reading it. I love the Post-it app. I just kind of stick a post-it on there and it might be like three simple things to do today and that's it. And I also have created a digital journal for myself and keep everything in one spot. And of course, I can write in that and doodle on it and make it kind of cool. So that's sort of it. You know, my meditation, that's been happening for three years. That's staying the same. Oh, yeah. Talk about that. Like how many days? I mean, this is so ADHD. So do we have a problem with streaks? I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So I've meditated for three and a half years straight without missing a day. I have, I'm waiting for gold stars, Tracy. I want some. Yeah. I am on, today I'm on 783 straight episodes of my flash briefing called The Dose of Positive Energy. It's just a little quick thing I do every day, which I love. And that's and, on Alexa, right? Yeah, that's on Alexa. And check this out. I don't think you knew this. I have been secretly dancing. Don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> I know that exercise is important and I know you're an exercise fanatic and you used to tell me like exercise is my drug, Sandra. And my husband would be like, just go to the YMCA. He goes at like 4 a.m. No, that's not happening, honey. That's not going to be a couple's thing. You know, just <laughs> Sandra, just go two days and sit on the, the bike. Okay. And after week three, I'm like, F this, no more bike. I hate the gym. I hate driving there, whatever. So of course, creatively, I found this lady, her name's Misty Tripoli or something like that. She has this collection of dance routines. Seriously, there's like an old person's one. I'm like, if these people can do it, I think I can do it. Because these people, some of them are sitting in chairs. So (laughs) I have danced every day since January 9th. That was when I turned 58. And I freaking love it. And the thing I love, Tracy, is, again, because I'm not good with pressure, I don't have to drive to a gym. I don't have to stress out. I literally click on one of her videos. It could even be five minutes. And the dog thinks I'm nuts. I almost stepped on him a few times. But I feel like I accomplished something. I'm like, I moved around besides walking the dog. I freaking love 
to dance and I don't really care if the neighbors are looking through the curtains or whatever. I'm just being me and having fun. So the exercise has improved and that's definitely helping me, I can say. That's fantastic. So you're going to have to make sure to give me whatever her name is, Misty, whatever, Triple E or... Uh, give me her name or her links for the yeah. show notes because I'm sure someone's going to ask me. Yeah. So um, dancing, singing, I love, I, I actually just uh, at New Year's, I said, I'm going to write a little mantra out because I don't like to call anything resolutions because that's what everyone else does. Right. And I have five things on it, Tracy. And it says, sit, dance, sing, learn, and be kind. And that came right from my heart one day. Sitting is how I have to start the day. I love to freaking talk. I'm full of energy. But if I don't start my day in silence, I'm trash. Like, forget it. By like noon, I'm like, ooh, what am I doing? Dancing, just moving around, doing more exercise. Singing, just pick a song, sing it. I'm on that Smule app. I dance around the house. I have Alexa playing. My husband's like, oh, God, midlife singing now. What the hell is this? Um, (laughs) Learning. Just like in your community, uh, courses, different articles. I started going on Skillshare, which is like a free community of like free courses and listening to the Audible, learning more on that, listening. Oh my God, I have like a record of how many books I've listened to for 2020. I'm like, hello. Before I would buy books and they would collect dust because I could not sit and finish a book for the life of me. And last but not least, this has been me and my life, and this is what I'm all about, just being kind. And anyone can do that to anybody, anywhere, and helping others and staying positive and spreading joy. So that's kind of like my high five. It's like, so I look at it every day. Of course, I doodled it and I hung it up. And I'm like, Sandra, did you do all of those five? Okay, I'm in check. And those things make me happy. And those things help manage my ADHD. They really do. They keep me grounded. Well, it's all about positive emotion, and there's an example of it right there. You know, when we have positive emotion in our life, it really makes a difference. So my final question is, if there's someone listening who sees a lot of themselves in you and thinks it might be ADHD, but then the second thought is, ah, I don't want to go there, I don't want to know, what advice would you give them? Well, first of all, I would say join Tracy's ADHD for Smart Ass <laughs> Women community. I'm not plugging you. I have to say right now that, first of all, I'm blessed with ADHD. But if you didn't come into my life, Tracy, I'm getting emotional. I wouldn't be here. I seriously wouldn't. So listening to you, being in your community, listening to your podcast, now I'll be listening to myself. That's pretty <laughs> cool. But get together, join a community and reach out to people because when you feel alone, like I did for so many years, I kind of said, I've got this. I'm successful. I'm doing it all. It sucks. And as soon as you find that person, and my person was Tracy, she's my one, things change. You don't feel like you're alone. You're like, oh, she goes through the same stuff I do. This is cool. So find a person, find a community, and just be open to whatever they say or whatever you learn and speak up. Ask for help because why do it alone when we can do it together, right? We are all here in the same boat and we're here to help each other. And and that's really it. That's gorgeous. So Sandra, you are honestly one of the most generous people I know and you are a total inspiration. Thank you so much for spending time with us. You're welcome. Here today. Before you go though, one last question. I lied. Is there something that you're working on that you want to share with us? And two questions, where can people find you if they want to know more about you and what you do? 
Sure. So they can see everything about me on realwomengolive.com. That's my website. I would love to invite you all. If you're fearful about video, you heard Tracy, scary cat. I'm not doing video. I don't have to. (laughs) Um, I have a free Facebook group community that I promote every day. And you can go in there and you can go live and you can talk about ADHD or your business or your dog or whatever you want to do. And it's just a great way to be inspired because my mission in this world is just to encourage other people, inspire, share, and connect with others to use their voice Oh my gosh. So if it's a podcast or a flash briefing or a a Facebook message to a friend, you know, do that, but be part of the community. Definitely check out the website. And I have that Alexa flash briefing called a dose of positive energy. So maybe we can link that as well. And that's just three minutes or under of some type of positive quote or little story or anything like that. And that is really, I love doing that. I haven't missed a day. So you have not. Okay. So we're going to have all of that in the show notes. Thank you again, Sandra. You're very and welcome. That is what I have for you for this week. As always, you are listening to ADHD for Smart Ass Women. If you like this episode with Sandra, please let us know by leaving a review. Those gold stars we were talking about, right? Yeah. Our goal is to change the conversation around ADHD, helping as many women as we possibly can learn how their ADHD brains work so that they too can discover their amazing strengths. And guess what? Your reviews really help in that regard. It means, I don't know, you like me. You really, really like me. Oh, that was a terrible Sally Fields impersonation, but not so bad that I'm going to ask my editors to remove it. One more thing, if you have a comment, a guest you'd like me to interview, or a topic idea for this podcast, you can go to my website at tracyatsuka.com and leave me an audio message or reach out to me at tracy at tracyatsuka.com. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you here next week. You've been listening to the ADHD for Smart Ass Women podcast. I'm your host, Tracy Otsuka, and we're available on iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. If you liked what you heard, we sure would appreciate a review. And not coincidentally, ADHD for Smart Ass Women, well, that's also the name of our free Facebook group. Go look it up. We're a totally smart ass community of successful, ambitious women who share our ADHD wins, questions, and workarounds. We'd love to have you join us. You can also find all my details over at tracyoutsuka.com. Don't forget, I spy a happier life for us, and I'll see you again next week.